Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I am the best in the world at what I do. Give me the microphone and go away. The best in pro wrestling talk. And that's the bottom line. This right here is the future of wrestling. And it begins now. Can you dig it? And welcome aboard to another exciting edition of the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk very excited to be here tonight last show of 2013 we're going to bring you our year end awards very excited to bring those to you tonight very special show recapping 2013 looking ahead to 2014 be sure to go over and check us out there on facebook that's facebook.com slash the ken reedy show if you missed out, you know, you got to get on the Facebook. That's where all the balloting for these year-end awards took place. So get on the Facebook page. We always have stuff throughout the year up there. Again, it's Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. You can all check us out on Twitter. Our handle on Twitter is at The Ken Reedy Show. And, of course, you can check us out on our website. we got blogs and, and lots of information and stuff over there on the website. So check us out on thekenreedyshow.com. We got a jam-packed show tonight. Lots of guests calling in. Awards to be given out. It's just, it's a special night tonight. And as always, to help me bring you all this, this action and great stuff, my tag team partner on the line, Dave, how are you doing this fine evening? I'm doing very well. I'm all dappered up and ready for the year-end awards. Dapper. That's awesome, and you know what? To, to just add to the festivities, and it's a it's a special night. We've we've dragged our producer into the studio tonight, and she's going to be helping us give out some awards. She maintains the website, helps you know tabulate the votes and all that other good stuff. Uh, the unsung hero of the Ken Reedy Show. Uh, let's give it up to our producer, Diva Michelle. Howdy, <laughs> Dave. How's it going, buddy? I haven't talked to you in a while. Yes, it has been a long, long time, Diva Michelle. How are you? I'm good, and I, I've listened to you, but we just haven't really uh, talked. But I do have, for the last time in 2013, the Weather Creeper update alert. Today, we reached a high of 66 degrees 
which is 11 degrees warmer than the high of WrestleMania 29 in April of 2013. What do you think of that? Um, I'm pretty disappointed. I mean, it's good for today, but it would have been nice back in April that we had this weather. Um, Yeah, that's how I feel about it. And it's currently 61 degrees, just in case you're wondering. Who would have thought we were were getting ready for our end-of-the-year awards and it would actually be warmer than when we went to WrestleMania? Go figure. Um, But, you know, great year uh, this year. Lots of stuff happened this year. Uh, WrestleMania 29, right in our own backyard, uh, getting together with friends beforehand. Uh, The the 1640 era of the Ken Reedy show, the rise and fall of 1640, uh, that that, uh, DVD will be coming out shortly. Not really. Um, Sean Dango. Shout out to Sean Dango. Sean Dango. And along those lines, with the crazy year 2013 was, how about the day after WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw, huge Monday Night Raw. I think that was the, the night that really definitively put down that that is one of the biggest nights to go see wrestling. The crowd was huge. The crowd wins a Slammy Award. And who can forget, it was almost a coming out party for one, Fandango. da 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 and we're actually like we're in the studio like with our fingers and it's radio but we are aren't we yes 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 taking over it's just a crazy year great year guys like tommy dreamer rob conway uh bill after uh all stopping by the kenry show giving us some time it's been a crazy year, great year of wrestling. Dave, what were your impressions of 2013? It was it was it was all over the place for me. Um, you know, WrestleMania being in our backyard in the tri-state area, uh, that was that was quite a weekend. Um, not as fun as it had been in previous years, like the previous year in Miami, the trip of trips, of course, as our producer has coined it in the past. But um, yeah, that was a fun weekend. Of course, like you said, the night after WrestleMania, the biggest wrestling, one of the biggest wrestling nights of the year to go see wrestling live. Monday Night Raw was, I mean, you said coming out party for Fandango, the Dolph Ziggler Money in the Bank cash in. Um, you know, the, the, everything took place that night. Uh, I mean, the rise of Daniel Bryan, the rise and fall of 1640. I mean, if you guys are listening out there at 1640, what happened? You didn't call us back. Um, I mean, so much took place on the Ken Reedy Show. So much took place in wrestling. It was just a, a, a big year. But one thing for me that I could overall cap this year off and say what wrestling was is that we've seen a lot more fresh faces in, in, in both WWE and TNA and even on the indie scene. A lot of young talent, a lot of fresh faces, and I, I don't think there, there's going to be a problem showcasing these talents over the next few years in the wrestling business. But you really saw that come at the forefront um, in wrestling this year, especially in WWE, with all the names that have, you know, been on, you know, top storylines. I mean, Daniel Bryan, The Shield, The Wyatt Family, Fandango. I mean, the list goes on and on. And you've seen some old faces come back, too, that, have, uh, you know, you didn't think would return. But they did, and they made some somewhat of an impact, and we'll discuss that later. But overall, I would say that this year, if you want to coin 2013, you would coin it as, you know, new, fresh faces. That's what That's what I saw in wrestling this year. What about you, Diva? What were your overall impressions of the year 2013? It was a fun year. 
I think we got to see a lot. I, I actually think we got to see a, a lot more, a, a better wrestling from the WWE. In the past, I feel like, you know, they did their whole, I mean, I guess earlier in the year it was still the, we're, you know, not using the term wrestler and wrestling. But I think they brought back some really good wrestling, uh, especially with the tag teams. And the Divas have gotten better. They're not great, but I think they're still underutilizing certain people like Tamina and Natalia. But uh, they've, they've, the, uh, the Bellas have gotten better, and it just seems like there's more good wrestling to watch and not just storylines and characters. I think that they, their in-ring has gotten better. And as wrestling fans, you know, as the wrestling gets better, like that, that's better for, for us, and that's what we want to see. And, and hopefully we see that going forward. And it's almost, uh, Diva, like you're, you're piggybacking on what Dave said, you know, with the new faces. I think that kind of added to better in-ring work. And uh, so there's, there's a lot of stuff, and hopefully we're going forward into a, a bigger, brighter, uh, great year to be a wrestling fan in 2014. But tonight, we are here, we are all about talking awards, lots of stuff to talk about, um, and the first award. And like we said, we wanted to surprise you. We didn't want all the awards to kind of be a, a, a giveaway. So we had a, some awards, that most of the major ones, that uh, we had a ballot out there and you guys voted on. But some awards, we went to the crack committee here at the Ken Reedy Show and came up with uh, our awards. And the first award we're going to present tonight is promo of the year and there are a lot of great promos lots of good stuff uh not getting into specifically one promo but you know guys like bully ray when they got on the mic definitely delivered uh you had aj with her quote unquote pipe bomb but tonight at the ken reedy show the first award of the evening to be given promo of the year goes to we're kind of low budget. Mark Henry's retirement speech. Woo! Hey! <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of quality promos over the course of the year, but that promo to me, you know, and to me almost like it, it gets overlooked to a certain extent, but you can't exaggerate, David. This promo was brilliant. It's almost like... You know, I think when it, when it happened and we were talking about it on the show, we are almost saying that it didn't do it justice calling it a wrestling promo. It was, it was acting. It was, it was a dramatic monologue. There were tears. And I don't care what anybody out there says that, that was watching it. At some point in that promo, you were fooled and actually thought he was walking away. I thought it was brilliantly done. When you, I look back on the history of, of wrestling, uh, that promo I probably have to put in there as, as one of the best I've ever seen. I know that the CM Punk pipe bomb is up there. I personally, I put this promo from Mark Henry above that. I thought it was nothing short of brilliant and really showed how much more talent uh, a Mark Henry really has. I, there's just not enough good things to say about that promo. Uh, your thoughts, Dave, on that? I totally agree with you. I mean, at some point when you were watching that, whether it was the beginning, the middle, or the end, you thought to yourself, wow, he really is retiring. And you, you, 
He got you. He got us all. I don't care what any wrestling fan says. At some point, you questioned whether he was going to retire or not. You really thought that that was the case. And you said it doesn't do it justice. It's acting. Yes, it was very well acted by Mark Henry. I mean, we saw tears. He brought up his, his wife and his children. He took an audience, okay? I believe that Monday Night Raw was in East Lansing, Michigan, I want to say. And the Michigan area is not a fan of John Cena. He took an audience from extremely liking him and supporting him and cheering for him and telling him that they didn't want him to retire one minute to completely hating him and wanting to see John Cena actually get his revenge on on him. So he went from one extreme to the other, from love to hate with that entire audience in that building, and not a whole lot of people can do that. And he did that in a short span of time. I thought it was great. At that point, it was rumored that John Cena and Daniel Bryan were going to headline that Money in the Bank pay-per-view. When I saw that, and then, you know, he slammed John Cena. I said, you know what, this, this actually is pretty damn good. I can hold off and wait on Daniel Bryan and John Cena, maybe next month at SummerSlam, and we did see that. But overall, I thought that was great. I, like you said, gets overlooked. Not a lot of people really look back on it and, and, and will say, oh, that was awesome. They kind of see what goes on recently, you know, in the past month or two. But that was awesome. I, I, I can't. I mean, we dedicated a whole half hour of our show to it. I think the, the, a couple of days after it happened. So, yeah, I mean, it's you know, and it's funny because you almost feel like, and Mark Henry like brilliant at, at being the heel, really got the heel persona, and it, it's it, it's nice to see a guy like Mark Henry who's been around for so long, uh, really just just show how, his knowledge base and and how great he is at, at building a character and like you said, I mean, he took that crowd, not only the crowd in the arena, but everyone watching at home along this journey. And, you know, when he, when he said, uh, uh, I think it was, uh, you know, baby, I'm coming home with tears in his eyes. It was, wow. You know, he's really hanging it up and, you know, it just, it was pretty amazing. And, you know, we've talked about a lot on the show that when it comes to wrestling, if you watch it long enough and, and Dave and I, if we, we sat down and, added up the hours total in our life that, uh, you know, we've watched wrestling. It would really be an absurd amount of time. Um, so that being said, it's rare that you get fooled. You get to a point where you just you can kind of see the writing on the wall with certain storylines. Uh, you know, a lot of times you can almost see a heel turn before it comes. You just kind of you start to see these things. Uh, you know, Mark Henry, he fooled just about everyone. Like I said, you may have seen it coming, but... I, I sincerely believe that everybody, for at least a second during that promo, he kind of had you thinking, wow, he's, he's actually going to retire. And, I, I, you know, there's, there's not enough, like, good things to say about this promo. I'm curious, Dave, your thoughts. I mean, there's so many guys going back in history, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair. Uh, you look back on, on Hulk Hogan's promo when uh, he turned with the NWO. In a historical context, where do you think this Mark Henry promo would fall? Uh, I mean, that's tough. That's really tough. You know, not to say that, not to downplay how good this promo is, but, you know, if you're talking about, you know, Mark Henry and Hulk Hogan, I mean, that's apples and oranges right there, at least in my opinion. And with the promo, in today's day and age where a lot of guys are very mechanical on the microphone, it's not the, whatever they say doesn't really come off organic. I would put in the last decade or so this promo with Mark Henry in the top five 
but it seems like the past decade when guys cut promos, if you are a veteran of the business more than, you know, 10 years, everything just comes out so mechanical and so organic, and that's how the, some, that's how the system is, at least in WWE. A lot of the guys sound the same. You can close your eyes and, and, and not know, you know, who's cutting the promo, but it will sound the same if, if the two guys cut the same promo. So, but Mark Henry is a seasoned veteran of the business. He's been around for 17 years. So I would say in the past decade, this would be in the top five. But if you're going to compare it to, you know, Hulk Hogan and, you know, the NWO and that, that promo, like I said, that's apples and oranges, at least in my opinion. Yeah, it's tough. But definitely I agree with you that the past decade, I mean, it's, it's up there. And, I, I, you know, and I also think, I mean, you're saying top five. It would be fun to have a debate over the past decade of the best because, uh, I think you could debate. I mean, I think it was just that good um, that you could debate this being like the top promo of the last 10 years. But congratulations, Mark Henry, if you're out there listening. Congratulations, promo of the year, uh, Mark Henry. And next up to present our next award, uh, this comes from the backbone. You know, we're told, we were just talking about the WWE and the televised product, but the backbone of wrestling, some may say the independent scene. Uh, Dave, take it away with the next award. This award is for the Independent Wrestler of the Year. And for those of you out there listening who don't exactly follow the independent wrestling scene, let me just give you a little brief history. The independent wrestling scene is really where you get, your, where you, where you get started. Bust your ass every weekend, working in VFWs, high school gymnasiums, sometimes not even getting paid. You set up the ring, and then you go wrestle in the ring. You, you really cut your teeth in the wrestling business working on the independent scene. It's the, the independent scene is the modern-day version of what the territorial system was back two decades, three decades ago. The independent wrestler of the year is a guy who is scraping and clawing every single weekend to make it onto television, to make it to WWE, to make it to Ring of Honor, to make it to TNA. These three individuals personify that. And the nominees are Ken Reedy, co-host of Wrestling on Fire, one Ray Ray Mars. A backbone of the BWO, the Body Slam Wrestling Organization, Preacher. And the final nominee... BWO's Steve Off. And the winner for the 2013 Ken Reedy Show Year End Awards Independent Wrestler of the Year goes to Steve Off. Congratulations, Steve Off, and this is a, a, a repeat award of sorts, and, and we're lucky enough right now to accept this award. We have Steve on the line right now. Steve, congratulations. How are you doing tonight? Ken, Dave, doing great. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Doing all Man, right. Two what years in a row. Independent Wrestler of the Year. Give us your thoughts about your, your – well, first off, is there anyone out there you, you'd like to thank? Well, you know, you got to thank the other two guys in this category, Preacher, and even though he's kind of a DB sometimes, you know, that's a douchebag for those of you that don't know out there, Ray Ray Mars, you know, not a personal fan of his, but he's a great competitor, great announcer, so much respect to them. Thanks to everyone who supported me, whether you're a fan or, you know, family member, friend, anybody, you know, who's been behind me, whether it be short term or since the beginning, thank you all very much, and you ain't seen nothing yet. 
Yeah, also, I mean, speaking of that, like saying that, you know, great 2013, um, what are your thoughts going forward? I mean, what, what do we want to see or what do you want to see out of yourself uh, as you go forward in this business uh, going into 2014? Well, I had a good 2013, but it wasn't great, and it could have been, and that kind of eats away. I mean, every year I get a little closer and a little better, a little bigger, a little more cut. You know, not maybe not in past years, but the past, you know, 12 months, I've really, you know, gotten my body back closer to where it needs to be. Not quite there yet, but, you know, I'm back around 220 or so, you know, which I haven't been really in a long time. You know, I'm I'm more lean than I've been. I see some kind of ab poppage. I still got a little muffin top I'm working on, but, you know, physically I'm, I'm better than I've been in a long time in the ring. You know, I'm I'm working on a couple places to go train. Currently I'm going to be training at ECPW, Ring of Honor, and the Monster Factory, and I'll see – you know, what other schools pop up that are in the area and, you know, even if I got to travel here and there, I just want to, I'm going to train harder and I'm already trying to take bookings for 2014 all the way into March. I mean, I don't have a lot yet, but I'm definitely already planning ahead for that. Um, I'm not screwing around as they like to say, you know, not that I ever was, but I, I realized that at 27, I still got a good shot, but I don't have a good shot for very much longer. So it's really time to start hitting the pavement harder than I ever have and running like there's no tomorrow because you know what? There may not be. I'm not going to let it come to that, but I'm just saying hypothetically there may be no tomorrow, so we got to go for it today, and that's exactly what I'm looking for in 2014. And that's pretty much it. Check out my YouTube page, youtube.com slash steveoff for wrestling matches, promos, and the gun show. Follow me on Twitter at SteveOff and Facebook.com slash SteveOff. Just figured I'd get that cheap plug in there before you guys cut me off. <laughs> awesome. No, no problem. Thanks for giving us a few minutes. And uh, uh, do you have any, any upcoming uh, shows that you'd like to promote before I let you go? Yeah. Yeah, we have uh, January 18th. BWO is back in the Lodi Boys and Girls Club for a showdown. I'll be facing off against Matt McIntosh in a submission match. He's won a match. I've won a match. This is the rubber match. This is hopefully the feud ender because I want to move on to bigger and better things. And he's going to learn that as good as he is, I'm not his stepping stone. I am the BWO. I represent that company. Me and a handful of others built the place. We built the foundation. And this kid's not going to knock me off my pedestal. It's not happening. Very cool. Thank you. Good luck with everything. We're, we're looking forward to seeing uh, bigger and better things uh, out of you in 2014. Again, congratulations. Steve Off, Independent Wrestler of the Year. Take it easy, Steve. All right. You too. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Take care. Good stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we actually changed the award. Last year we called it uh, Best Unsigned Talent. We changed it to Independent Wrestler of the Year, but... Uh, Steve Wolf won uh, both the awards, and, uh, you know, it would be nice to see, you know, him get uh, that break. You know, I mean, everyone needs that, that break, that, you know, that things go your way. And, uh, you know, the fans are, are passionate for, for Steve Wolf. He gets the votes, you know. We, we put these ballots out. I mean, hell, we put this ballot out, and when we, we decided the nominations, it was any, any independent wrestler on the planet. And, uh, you know, Steve's fans, they, they come out, they support him, they vote him. He, his, his, his gimmick, his in-ring style resonates with fans. So uh, wishing him all the best in 2014, Dave. Yeah. 
Steve, Steve is a guy that um, you know I've seen it firsthand. He pounds the pavement. He hits the ground running every weekend involved in some kind of wrestling, you know, whether it's an indie show or if he's training. Steve's a student of the game. And you know, I said that he was going to make it on the TV, you know, in 2013. I believe he uh, worked as a, uh, a security guard uh, in Ring of Honor, one of their pay-per-views, if I'm not mistaken. Steve can correct me um, later if he likes. But, uh, you know, I, I, like you said, he's got a few more years where he's got a really good shot, and he says he keeps getting closer and closer. I see him getting closer and closer. I think at some point Steve will get his big break. Yes, and interestingly enough, right now we're going to go out to the phones because uh, one of the other nominations in that category, uh, Ray Ray Mars, is actually on the line. Let's see if he has any reaction to this. Ray Ray, are you there? Yes, I can. How you doing, Ray Ray? What's up tonight? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself, man? I uh, hear you were on a a little excursion recently. I just saw an interview at a certain ECW on Fire show this past Friday night. So that was your, uh, your getaway. Yeah, the getaway was good. I had some some stuff I had to take care of for uh, the Savoldis. So uh, you know, but I'll be there this Friday night at uh, in Parsippany for our upcoming show. Um, we just gave out. You know, you were nominated for uh, Independent Wrestler of the Year. Uh, unfortunately, unsuccessful. Steve Off uh, took that home. But uh, you know, since we got you on the line, it, it's the holidays, it's close to the new year, new beginnings, people make their resolutions. Uh, what can we look forward to seeing out of Ray Ray Mars going into 2014? Well, for starters, uh, you look for me to be in the ring a little bit more than I was in, tw- in uh, 2013 due to some, uh, some lingering ankle issues. Uh, I mentioned a little bit last week, took me out of uh, in-ring competition for a couple months over the summer. And I, you know, I did talk about that a little bit last week when I uh, talked about my nomination for the award. And you know, it's it's all fine and good. Steve, Roth, again, he put it pretty well when he said that you know we don't always see eye to eye. We've had our battles. We've known each other for however long. And I'm not going to change my stance on the fact that him and Treacher, as well as we're all very, I think, out of the different candidates. And you know, there was Steve, Steve. Yeah, when when the award is all good, and I'm still also not going to change my stance on the fact that I'm going to make everybody regret not voting Ray Ray Mars the Independent Wrestler of the Year strictly based on what I'm going to do in the upcoming year, what I plan to do in the upcoming year. Of course, you're talking about wrestling on fire from the Parsippany this Friday night, December 27th. Uh, there will be a tournament that night to crown the new Wrestling on Fire champion. Uh, Ray Ray Mars is one of the four entrance thus far that have been announced to be competing in the tournament. Wrestling against, uh, well, I think, as long as uh, this challenge gets accepted, uh, my people are telling me that uh, a decision on the, the front of Larry Mars versus Delirious potentially for a BWO showdown coming up, uh, I should be able, I should be able to answer shortly from everything I've been hearing. Awesome. Well, well, good luck with that. And, uh, you know, one other question before we let you go. I, I'm just, you know, it's, I'm curious, like, your thoughts on, on the fans of the BWO, because those the fans of BWO, they, they come out, and they, they vote, and they participate, and they seem like a real uh, passionate group of wrestling fans, as, as, you know, Steve Off wound up winning the award, but a, kind of a clean sweep for BWO as far as the nomination process. Three BWO guys get voted in for Independent Wrestler of the Year. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, anything you'd like to say about the, the fans of BWO? 
Well, I think, honestly, uh, the fans of the BWO, I mean, the wrestling fans, I've learned over time, are never wrong. So the fact that three BWO guys, a lot of great wrestling out there, it just proves to how, you know, the BWO is... Has been, we've been running along. I've been with the company since the beginning of 2009. They've been running well before that. And I, can, I want to you know, be able to continue to stay with the company, help the company grow. So, And like I said, those people that, you know, that voted for Steve Roth, you know, they're entitled to their opinion. But this time next year, I'm uh, hoping to make it a little bit of a different story that's going to start. And this coming Friday, hopefully it ends this time next year. We'll see how things go, Kenjamin Reedy. We'll see how things go. Thanks a lot. Thanks for giving us a call. Uh, have a great Christmas, and, and we'll see you Friday night. We'll see you then. And uh, from the gym and myself, wish everybody on uh, the show happy holiday. All that good stuff, and uh, we'll be talking to you. Very good. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Right. Later. Ray Ray Mars calling in. We had two of the nominees. Uh, uh, kind of calling in for Independent Wrestler of the Year. So uh, good stuff from both of them. And, uh, you know, as, as we're moving on, uh, let's get to the next award. And as we've gone through this year, as uh, the Diva pointed out, a lot of improvements as far as in-ring action. So uh, some of these categories, uh, you know, we get to talk a little bit about uh, improvements and, and the areas getting better. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the ladies with our Diva. Well, we have the Divas, we have the Knockouts, but in the end, they're really female wrestlers. They're not just Barbie dolls, although some of them might be Barbie dolls. They're athletes, and even though they have a show called Total Divas, and it's a lot of drama, and it's a lot of silliness, um, I think that they have definitely gotten better this year, more wrestling in the, in the uh, Divas and Knockouts, um, and we have the category of Female Wrestler of the Year. The nominees are A.J. Lee. Brie Bella, and Gail Kim. And the recipient of the award goes to the one and only A.J. Lee. Who, I might add, stole my style. I'm just going to throw that out there. I have no problem with my age. I'm 39 years old, so I can safely say I probably have been wearing Chuck T's since before she was born. So let's just throw that out. She steals your... Style. She steals Lita's boyfriend. <laughs> There's there you go. So many things AJ Lee's doing there, but no surprise here. I mean, you know, it's funny again how the nomination process uh, went. Uh, you know, Gail Kim, uh, someone who deserved it, had a great year, resurgent year in TNA. Um, but you know, when you look at the ladies, uh, there's no debating what AJ Lee was able to do over the course of this year. Uh, to me, she made. Uh, the Divas division, but I agree with you, uh, Michelle. I, I like uh, lady wrestlers, female wrestlers, women's wrestling. You know, wrestling is not a dirty word. Uh, I, I think she, she kind of brought it back. It was, it was interesting. You wanted to hear what she had to say. Uh, very interesting character. And, and, you know, anytime she was on the screen, which, it, it, you know, has not been consistent in the, the female division, but she was one of those people you didn't necessarily take a bathroom break. When AJ was on the screen, you wanted to see what she was going to do, what she was going to say, how she was going to act. And uh, to me, it really did a lot for the female female wrestling as a whole, and especially the Divas division in uh, the WWE. But not a shocker right here who won this award, Dave. 
Yeah, 2013's been, like you said, a resurgence for the for the women, at least in the WWE. And um, AJ Lee's been at the forefront of that. I mean, she's she not only had a good 2013, but she also had a great 2012 too. I mean, you know, she went from being you know manager, you know, Daniel Bryan's uh, valet, to moving on to to Kane and CM Punk briefly, to then ending with Dolph Ziggler, and then she started 2013 with Ziggler and. Uh, and Langston, she was a part of that huge cash-in, the Money in the Bank cash-in that Dolph cashed in on the night after WrestleMania. She's she's a fan of the business. She's a student of the game. Like I said about Steve, um, she's she's made she's made women's wrestling interesting again. She's not you know the Barbie doll type where you know they all look the same. She's got her own style, her own look. She may have stolen it from our producer, but it's hers for the time being. Um, and she's and. You know, with, with women wrestlers, it's hard for especially a male audience to like or to, to, to hate on, on, on good-looking women in the ring, but people don't like AJ. I mean, she's got a personality that, you know, makes, you know, even young males, you know, hate her and, and, not, and want to see somebody beat the crap out of her and pay money to see that. So that shows that she's also a very good heel in, in, the, in the WWE and in the wrestling business. And I think, you know, she's got many more years of being atop the Divas division. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you, if she becomes what Trish Stratus was when it comes to the Divas uh, over time. And it's interesting, David, and you brought up a good point. We are discussing uh, and reacting to the Slammy Awards that AJ is so good at, at what she does. You know, like we talked about the Slammys, and, and basically we thought, you know, it's a travesty. AJ Lee has got to be the, the diva, the female of the year. Like, you know, I just think she had such an incredible year. But she's so good at what she does, and she is playing a heel, people don't like her. And so she's not getting votes because she's playing – a true heel. She's not playing that cool heel. She's not playing that tweener type. She's playing a, a true bona fide heel, and and people hate her. And I, I just think that you know, she's she's done a really nice job uh, of making the whole diva division uh, relevant, and uh, she's really latched on to that heel persona. And, and let's face it, you know, we talked about promo of the year, and it, it's interesting because that's the thing with awards. You know, sometimes you have a great year, but someone just has a a little bit better. Gail Kim had a real good year. AJ was just off the chart this year. And, you know, you talk about AJ Lee's pipe bomb, an incredible promo. Just for, for us here, we thought Mark Henry's was a little bit better. In any other year, maybe AJ Lee wins promo of the year. And you know what? For a female, uh, as a, like looking at recent years and what they've done with storylines uh, in women's wrestling, for a female to even be close to, like, promo of the year, it, it's impressive what A.J. Lee was able to do this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, one person I want to mention, too, you mentioned that Gil Kim had a great year, Brie Bellich. I mean, she's come a long way. I mean, you know, you and I would always joke around on the show and talk about how the Bella Twins were just, you know, a sideshow act for WWE, and they would be – they would basically – their only purpose was, was to – to have them involved in backstage scenes with all the guest hosts of Monday Night Raw. And, and when Nikki Bella got hurt and Brie Bella was on her own, you know, it helped, yes, that she has, that she has a, a, an association with Daniel Bryan being engaged to her, being engaged to him, excuse me. But her in-ring, I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, she, past few, you know, past few months and past few pay-per-view matches, she's had some pretty damn good matches, and she's come a long way. I mean, who knows? She might be female wrestler of the year next year, but she has definitely come a long way to the point now where, you know, 
I used to think that the, 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 the twin magic gimmick that the two of them had was good, and you get two identical twins that are female wrestlers. It's different wrestling. I thought it would be cool. I wouldn't mind seeing them split the girls up and Brie go on her own. Maybe side with Daniel Bryan. She should mix tag matches with, with the two of them. She's really come a long way and has been really impressive for me watching women's wrestling. I wouldn't mind seeing her and AJ go another round on pay-per-view again for the title. I would agree with you. And, you know, and speaking of, like, resurgence and the resurgence of female wrestling, and, and we've seen a lot of uh, kind of comebacks over the course of 2013. And maybe 2013 is the year of the comeback. And with that being said, we're going to give you comeback of the year. And you know that a lot of stuff, whether we're talking about resurgence, uh, we talked earlier about a resurgence in just in-ring skill and, and, and wrestling in general. Uh, uh, we talked just now about a resurgence in, in female wrestling. Uh, out there we saw RVD come back, definitely looking uh, slimmer and trimmer and uh, looking real good in the ring. A Matt Hardy, who's been out there on the independent scene, who's making a real good name for himself out there, taking a ton of bookings, uh, lots of great promos on YouTube using the Internet. Uh, he's had a, a real good year. Chris Jericho, lots of guys you can look at as far as comeback of the year. But again, one of these categories where maybe any one of those guys could have won in a different year for the year they had, but Dave and I, we've talked a lot about this individual and what he's done over the course of this year, and there was no question this is one of the easy ones for the crack committee here at the Kennedy Show to deliver. The award for comeback of the year goes to Goldust. And you just you can't say enough about Goldust and what he's done this year and you know, we, we've said it before on, on the show, but it's worth stating again. You know, when you see, when you watch wrestling and a guy comes back, always, without question, no matter what, and it's been this way for years and years and years and years, the announcers, the commentators love to go on and on and say, that's the best he's ever looked. He's never looked as, as good as he, he does tonight. His whole career, this is the best he's it's not an exaggeration with Goldust. It's not hyperbole. It's not selling a storyline. Goldust quite literally is wrestling the best he's ever wrestled ever in his past. I, I, there's not enough good things to say about Goldust. Very impressive year. Very impressive to see what he's brought to the table. And I'm hoping we see a lot more out of Goldust in 2014, Dave. I want to see him sign to a contract as a regular performer on WWE. I mean, it's, I think it's great that, you know, he's gotten himself into some great shape the past few years. He's cleaned his life up. He lives, a, you know, a, a healthy and sober life. And, I mean, living proof, the night before him and Cody Rhodes wrestled the Shield at the Battleground pay-per-view, he was at the Northeast Wrestling Show in Connecticut, and he wrestled Anthony Neese in the main event, and it was a fantastic match. It was like watching Goldust from 1996 all over again, but better. I can't say enough about the comeback that he has made and how well he has transitioned and worked with the young I mean, a few weeks ago on SmackDown, when it was that whole hour of, like, the match started out as Goldust and Cody versus The Shield. Then they added Punk and Ambrose, and then it became like a 12-man tag. That was a whole hour. Goldust was out there. I mean, he had face paint on for the first hour, and then towards the end, he had no paint on. I mean, he was out there, and he was working with a lot of those young guys. It was... It, 
he's I'm telling you, he, he should have a regular contract and be a, a regular full-time performer for WWE because I think it would be beneficial to the young talent on that roster to work with Goldust. It's helped Cody, and it's made Cody relevant again by being associated with his brother, then being tag team champions, really revamping the tag team division with the two of them um, at, the, at the forefront as champions. And no knock on RVD. It's been, it was great to see him come back briefly, and he'll probably come back again. And Jericho, too. Jericho always, you know, does a good job when he makes his little spurts coming back and forth in the WWE. He's, he shocked everybody by returning at the Royal Rumble, and nobody saw that coming. But Goldust by far and away, you know, Goldust even returned in that Royal Rumble match, but he didn't come back till later on this past fall. But Goldust overall has really shown that, um, you know, age is not age is just a number, at least to him, in the wrestling business. Yeah, and, and you brought up a good point. I mean, and anyone who hasn't seen him, I mean, go on YouTube, search him, look up Tony Nese. Tony Nese is amazing. So if you don't know him and you hear Dave say, you know, Goldust wrestled Tony Nese, it is no small task to get in the ring and keep up with Tony Nese. And the fact that Goldust was able to perform with him is just incredible. And, you know, wish Goldust uh, continued success and, and like to see more and more of him. Uh, in the upcoming year. But 2014, 2013 award winner for comeback of the year goes to Goldust. 347-838-9815 is a number to call. You are listening to the year-end spectacular on the Ken Reed Show, giving out some wrestling awards. And we want to hear from you. Had some guests already. We're going to have some more guests. This next guy up, you know, we, we could throw in him an award, but does he really? I mean, he is... By far, the best blogger in the biz. So check out com. See his blog. So we'll give him an award, but he'll win it each and every year because there's no one else out there that blogs better than this guy. And he is on the line right now. Let's bring Tony on. Tony, how are you doing tonight? Hey, guys. I'm doing pretty good. Glad to hear from you. As we're, we're talking about 2013, you know, what are your, some of your impressions of the year? Ooh, man. Yes. Like I say, you know, it's like a whole calendar year. It's rough to, it's, some stuff is uh, it's hard to remember what happened in the calendar year. But um, Goldust is, is definitely, I agree, comeback of the year. Uh, you know, I remember they, you know, they, he's had some great matches, you know, with uh, you know, you know, with Cody Rhodes and everything. And that match you mentioned on SmackDown was 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 awesome. Actually, he had, he had a good one with um, he and Cody had a good one with uh, Harper and Rowan too on uh, this past week's SmackDown. Um, but yeah, Jericho returning at the Rumble was a good, was a good moment. So was RPD at Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, there've been some you know, good moments and everything. You know, even like <laughs> so the short while it happened. You know, Dana Bryan holding up the belt at SummerSlam before that, before they dropped the ball on that one. But uh, you know, I guess I don't know. I mean, you know, even like Orton winning the two belts, I, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> but. Um, it's funny that you bring that up. I mean, that's like historically, I guess, and, and for like the culmination of 2013, it's uh, it's pretty important. I, I just find there are a couple of questions for me with the unification of the belts. Number one, you know, where exactly they're going to go with this storyline right now with Orton. And number two, which I'm really curious about, as, as they talk unification and, and we have the one champion and everything, we haven't got one definitive belt yet. We still have him carrying around the two belts, and, and when he's carrying around the two belts, it makes me wonder at some point down the road are we going to see them separated again. Um, but I, I'm curious your thoughts, Tony. Like, where do you think uh, you know Randy Orton being the 
the world wait there was it the world WWE the world heavyweight WWE champion it's a mouthful but <laughs> world heavyweight champion the WWE world heavyweight okay there we go I got them flip flop um where where what do you think of the storyline right now Tony and where do you think it it's going to go uh moving into 2014 uh, I don't know it's always difficult to say cuz you know the WWE never really knows what they're doing I mean going into WrestleMania I don't know what they're going to do I mean they're probably going to have the two titles up until then like they did at WrestleMania 18, you know, when Jericho won it. And then just so Triple H can hold both belts and be the guy to hold both belts before they brought it into one. They'll probably do the same thing here. They'll you know, have the two belts until WrestleMania. Then, like, the night after, they'll, they'll bring in another um, another belt. So, you know, they, uh, as to who's going to have it, I don't know. I mean, I don't – I I hope it's not going to be – you know, nothing against these two, but, you know, it's like – I hope it is, you know, WrestleMania isn't Cena versus Orton again because it's like we, we – uh, I mean – we just saw it last week. It was a great match. You know, it, it, it was a good match and all. But, you know, it's like it's a match we've seen like I don't know how often. You know, so yeah, it's like I guess uh, is, is, is there any like if you had to pick like match of the year this year? You know, and we're gonna get into that award a little later on. Like, what, what would be your choice? Oh my God, it's been so many. Uh, wait, didn't I, didn't I, wait? I, I think I said Punk and uh, Punk and Lesnar from SummerSlam. It's a good match. It was, it was a tough year, as you know. The diva pointed out earlier, like it's it's been kind of a resurgence of just like good in ring, like good wrestling. So, uh, you know, there were a lot of matches uh, to choose from. Well, um, Tony, thank you so much for the call. Uh, we got go. We actually have a full bank of callers out there, so want to get everyone on there again. Like I said, you know what? We'd give you the award, Tony, but you'd win it every year. But blogger of the year, why not? You know, 2013, uh, Tony. You know, again, I, and I've said this a bunch of times, but I'll say it again, you know. And, and we were talking about this actually the other day, Tony. And we were saying, like, you, you, your blogs almost, you know, serve the purpose and remind me a bit of years ago when there was a guy, the Slammer, who did a column in the Daily News. And, you know, if I happened to miss wrestling uh, over the course of the week, pre-DVR and everything, you know, I'd, I'd check out and I'd read uh, the Slammer's column uh, to, to find out exactly what was going on and, uh, I think for your blogs, you know, you really, if you happen to miss Raw, SmackDown, Impact, and your DVR craps out, or, or someone accidentally deletes one of those shows from your DVR, um, or if you still use the VCR and uh, your tapes don't work, um, <laughs> uh, you know, you can go over to thekenreeshow.com and check out Tony's blogs, and Tony really gives you a nice comprehensive view of what exactly happened on the show, with a little opinion sprinkled in, it's really a... It's great working with you, and thanks for continuing to submit the blogs. And uh, looking forward to uh, talking to you in 2014. All right, thanks a lot, and have a great holiday and great 2014. Let's hope it's a good one. Sounds good. Thanks, thanks Tony. Talking. You too. Take thanks a lot. And why don't we why don't we stick with the the phones for now? Because we got some people who've been on hold for a little bit. I think we got Dank on the line here. Dank, are you there? Gentlemen, how are we doing? Gentlemen, what? Yeah. Gentlemen. Oh. And Diva, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm distracted. I'm in the car. Apologies. It's force of habit. Meant no disrespect, especially to the lady. <laughs> what do you got for us today? Uh, well, actually, it's funny how uh, you know sometimes the world, the, the planets align, and everybody uh, has the same consensus. Um, 
I didn't get much of a chance to look at the nominees uh, over the past few weeks, but I caught you guys when you were talking about comeback of the year. And, um, well, as fate would have it, the first name that popped into my head was, in fact, Goldust, because, um, I mean, look what he's done ever since his comeback. It's not like he was one of those wrestlers that, you know, comes back and, you know, does his little thing for a little while, and then, you know, you know he's going to leave. But he looks like he's starting to really establish himself. That, Like you guys said, he's uh, come a long way from the last few appearances that he's had. And, uh, I mean, he's getting up there in age, but, I mean, he still seems to be moving like, you know, a rookie. Doesn't seem to, like, have lost much of a step. Uh, personally, I know that he's just come back, so I know that, there was no chance, but um, being a huge fan, I'm glad to see Ray Mysterio back, and he hasn't been injured yet, so that's going to be a record for him this year. But um, hopefully, he just jinxed will... him. <laughs> I know. He's I know. Just, I was just thinking, we just I was heard it. saying show. it. I just heard he's going to have his 4,000th knee surgery, thanks to you. <laughs> Congratulations! Um, You're happy. <laughs> Um, I'm not, I'm, if he gets injured again, I'm never going to hear the end of that one. It doesn't matter no, if it's four years from now. Thanks it, a that'll, lot, but. That'll, never, that'll never disappear. That was another defining moment here on the Ken Reedy Show, your Undertaker theory. <laughs> yeah, that, that can be like, what, the slip of the tongue award? We can chalk it up to that? Or about a missed a bonehead, bonehead of the year award. <laughs> <laughs> hey, an award's an award. I'll take it. Uh but um, honestly, I know you guys got like a lot of full back of calls. I was just calling to wish you guys Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, I'm gonna miss you guys over the next month or so. But it's always fun and it's always great to uh, talk with you guys, which makes my well Sunday nights and Monday nights more uh, uh, more fun, if even for a few hours. So you guys do an excellent job, and there's no other show based on wrestling that I would. Be, I, I would tune to, like, nobody would be able to take me away from you guys, and I hope that there's many more years left in the bank from you, both of you, all three of you. Thanks, Tank, I appreciate the, the high praise, and uh, yeah, we'll look to bring it again in 2014, uh, hopefully we continue to get bigger and better, and, and thanks for your continued support. And as as no you were problem. you were talking, Dan, Ken was doing the, the Daniel Bryan uh, yes chant <laughs> quietly, but I, I can see it from here. Thanks, <laughs> Hey, Ken, how does the bus look from underneath it? <laughs> All right, guys. Take care of yourselves. So I'll uh, see you guys next year. Merry Christmas. Thanks a lot. Merry Christmas, guys. And, yeah, Dank, uh, giving us some high praise. It's going to be tough fitting the old head out of the studio when we leave. But uh, thanks, Dank. We uh, we got some other awards coming up. Uh, you know, another award. This this next award we're going to give out, and this, was, this is a tough award. You know, it's almost like silly to – you know, come up with nominations, and uh, these these guys had an incredible uh, 2013, and it was like, where to begin, and, and what do you call the award? Do you come up with a bunch of different awards that they both, that they all win, or what do you do? So, is, so this next award is the Rookie of the Year slash Faction of the Year slash Breakout Stars of the Year slash whatever, anything else you could think of. An incredible year by these individuals. I don't, there's no debating the impact these guys had. 
shocking. You know, I don't think you would have predicted going into this year that these guys would have done what they did. Um, but the the slash 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 award goes to the Shield for an absolutely incredible 2013, Dave. Yeah, I mean. You know, nobody would have thought that, that this faction would have lasted as long as they have. Granted, that currently on TV right now, that it looks like they're pointing to signs of a split at some point um, going into 2014. But, I mean, every storyline they were in, they were working with top guys. Randy Orton, Kane, Sheamus, Big Show. They even took The Rock out. They wrestled The Undertaker, Daniel Bryan, John Cena. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. They've, they've held gold, tag team gold. The, you know, Rollins and Reigns had a great rivalry with the Usos. Ambrose is still the United States champion. We thought maybe he'd bring some prestige back to the title, but maybe that will happen further on down the line. Who knows? But overall, they've had a, they've had a tremendous year as a trio, and, you know, I see big things for all three guys um, once, that, once that group decides to, uh, you know, split up and break up. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were part of the authority. They're in the main storyline with Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan. I mean, they've done, they've done a lot of stuff for three guys who are, you know, a year, you know, just, just, over, just over a year fresh on WWE television. So, I mean, that goes to show what kind of faith the company has in them by putting them in top storylines being so inexperienced on TV. Yeah, it's you know, and it's one of those awards. Like it was tough to to you know what to give them, and you know, again, it's one of those years where you look at some other performers. You look at you know, look at guys like the Wyatts. You know, again, it's one of those performances where any other year, you know, the Wyatts uh, break it could be breakout performers, could be faction of the year, but uh, the Shield was just so far and away um, above anything else that anyone was doing. It's just uh, it's pretty incredible and. You know, it, it's interesting when you look at this group as you talk about the the uh, the cracks uh, going on. It looks like this group may split apart. Um, you know, where these guys are going to go moving forward. Uh, uh, looking for big things uh, from the three of them going into 2014. And uh, you wonder because, you know, it's tough to bet and say 100%. Like all three of them are going to be breakout stars. So I do get curious, like once the shield breaks up, you know, which one of these guys, like, really does rise to the top? Do any of these three guys wind up floundering, uh, not being part of a faction? It'll be interesting, but uh, the Shield is definitely a group that I think has engaged every wrestling fan, um, and they, they've just been, they've had a pretty incredible year. Looking forward to what they're going to do in 2014. So I guess we'll call this the Slash Award, because uh, there's so many categories you could put them in, but incredible year for the Shield in 2013. And as we're Moving through these awards, our next award, our Diva is going to present this award. Why don't you take it away, Diva? The next award is for the Tag Team Champions of Tag Team of the Year. Oops, nominees are. Come on, I'm new at this. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I happen to like uh, the tag team wrestling uh, wrestlers. Um, it takes a lot to be a successful tag team. You're not just doing your own thing. You don't have to just be good for yourself. You need to have a partner that's also as good as you are. You have to have um, styles that mix, whether they're the same or different. But you need to have chemistry with your partner. You need to know them. You need to coordinate and complement. So it's not easy. It takes special talent to be a good tag team. And the nominees are Gold Dust and Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, The Young Bucks, and Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. 
And the Tag Team of the Year award goes to the Young Bucks, one of my personal favorites. I've seen them a couple of times at uh, HOH. Interesting that the Young Bucks win. The, the one tag team not on TV winds up uh, going over and, and winning in this category. Very talented tag team. Um, it's a tag team that, you know, they're incapable of having a bad match. Interesting with this, this uh, category as we went through the voting, one of the hotly contested categories of the voting was very close. The, the Young Bucks just squeaked out the victory. Um, but it's interesting as we continue to talk about, you know, maybe labeling 2013 the year of the comeback, uh, tag team wrestling, you know, any one of these tag teams could have won this category. And it was really that close. Uh, you know, so it was, it was an incredible category. Um, there are probably other tag teams you could put in the mix that, that could have been up for Tag Team of the Year. But we've definitely seen a resurgence in this genre. I look forward to a continued resurgence, and perhaps we're moving into a new golden age of tag team wrestling. But definitely a good year for tag team wrestling this year, Dave. Absolutely. I mean, tag team wrestling has really made a comeback. Um, we're seeing more and more you know, importance put in the tag team division. Like I said, uh, I'll, I'll hammer this point home again. When Goldust and Cody Rhodes defeated the Shield on Monday Night Raw for the tag team titles, that was the main event. You'd hardly see the tag team titles on TV, you know, four, five, six years ago. Now you see the champions a lot on TV. You see the titles defended regularly on a regular basis. You have more, uh, you know, the Usos are, a, a, you know, a brother tandem that have really come a long way. The primetime players, yes, they were thrown together, but they got good chemistry with each other. Um, 3MB, they suck, but they still work as a tag team. I mean, you know, they're, they're really starting to make the tag team division important again um, in WWE. In TNA, it's kind of dropped a little, although the bright spot in that division has been Daniel and Kazarian. Those guys have been um, absolutely awesome. And the Young Bucks, who used to wrestle in TNA, they're all over the indie scene. They, they, they you know, I, I read reports, they're everywhere. You know, House of Hardcore. As CZW, Ring of Honor. I mean, they they travel everywhere. They're in high demand. They're the indies. They're the indie version of the Hardy Boys. What the Hardys were, um, and so maybe hopefully we'll see them um, make a return to television, whether it's um, you know TNA or uh, you know a debut in WWE. But congratulations to them because uh, you know they, they they worked their tail off and they they put on some exciting exciting matches. They really did, and, and you know, they're, they're really impressive to watch uh, their, their highlights. And like you said, like now we're getting to the point where, again, tag team wrestling can be a main event uh, where, you know, for a long time that was not the case. So, And, and I'm, I'm a big fan. I like the style of tag team wrestling, and it's, it's been really cool to see the, the resurgence in, in tag teams. And, and you, know, it, you know, Young Bucks wound up winning the award, but looking at the WWE, your resurgence in the prestige of that championship. So looking forward to more... Uh, great tag team wrestling in 2014. And as we continue the, the running theme, as it seems, you know, the, the comeback, 2013, the, the year of the comeback, uh, we looked at resurgence in, in certain genres and certain areas. And as we grew up as kids, we looked at, uh, you know, Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, uh, going way back to the Grand Wizard. Uh, guys, you know, that you know, managers that really helped put characters over, that really, you know, maybe if you weren't that great on the microphone, would help be your mouthpiece. And uh, the days of those great managers kind of seemed to fade away, and maybe we got a bit of a resurgence uh, this year in the manager category. And for our next award, let's take it away, Dave. 
Like Ken says, the past decade or so, we haven't seen managers. We've seen more valets, divas, accompanying wrestlers to the ring. But in 2012, we saw a resurgence, a word that we should get trending on Twitter right now because we've been using it a lot on tonight's show, in managers in professional wrestling. Um, A manager in professional wrestling, when I was growing up, was a mouthpiece for a talent. Sometimes certain talents couldn't have the vocal ability to get themselves over, so they needed a manager. Bobby Heenan managed 30 or 40 guys at one time because half of them couldn't even talk. But he was so good at it, and he put the guy over so well that it made you want to buy a ticket to see your hero, whether it be Hulk Hogan or the Ultimate Warrior or whoever, beat up one of Bobby the Brain Heenan's guys and then get their hands on the weasel. That's how good he was. He got his talent over and himself over in the process. And a lot of managers have a hard time doing both at the same time. Sometimes managers are also mouthpieces, but they're also good additions to certain talents. Ric Flair at one point, one of the greatest talkers, if not the greatest talker in the history of the wrestling business, was paired in the Four Horsemen with J.J. Dillon, who was a great talker. And when he made his um, debut in the WWF, they paired him with the great Bobby the Brain Heenan. He didn't need Bobby the Brain Heenan, but Bobby the Brain Heenan enhanced the Nature Boy Ric Flair character by being with him. Something that one of our nominees did in 2013 by being aligned with CM Punk. The first nominee, Paul Heyman from the WWE. Paul Heyman had managed CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, and Curtis Axel this year, as well as Ryback, excuse me, those four individuals, and was involved in some of the top storylines in WWE. Another WWE manager, an individual who just kind of came out of left field. Nobody's really saw this one coming, but when they brought him onto television, this individual really showed what kind of vocal skills he has, and what he has had for many years in the wrestling business. Zeb Coulter, manager of the Real Americans, Jack Swagger and Antonio Cesaro. And the third and final nominee, somebody I wouldn't really nominate for this category, but because for some reason on this crack committee he's very popular, and he's also very popular at the buffet too, especially when it's closed, Mike Ferrara. And the winner for the 2013 Manager of the Year goes to Paul Heyman. Mike Ferrara was robbed. Let me just put that out there. I think he was robbed. Here we go. And I voted for Heyman, but Mike Ferrara was robbed. Can't wait to hear his rant. (laughs) Yeah, Dave. I mean, there's no Paul Heyman was was brilliant over the course of the year. Again, as we talk about a lot of guys, and we talk about you know must see TV, and Heyman was one of those guys that uh, you know, and when he had a microphone in his hand, you weren't changing the channel, you weren't getting up to go to the bathroom, you weren't grabbing a snack. He was a guy that engaged you, and if, if you couldn't talk, he'd make you better. And if you could talk, uh, he'd just throw it through through the roof. I mean, you know. Just just a great all-around year for Paul Heyman. Uh, you know, it, it's tough. Mike Ferrari, you know, maybe in a, on another year uh, he could have won, but it just it was such an incredible year for uh, uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, you know, just an incredible year. Very talented individual, Dave. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his his act with, you know, his, the pairing that he has with Brock Lesnar works because Lesnar's not the greatest talker. I mean, true story here. I read an interview with Paul Heyman during WrestleMania weekend, and Paul Heyman had no reservations of returning to WWE. But when Brock Lesnar made his return in the spring of 2012, and if you remember, Ken, I think we spoke about it on this show, he had that 15-minute contract signing with John Laurinaitis, and Lesnar repeated himself on several occasions during the interview after that segment, he knew how bad he bombed it, and he knew how how much heat he was going to get from management for bombing the segment that he called Paul Heyman. And he said, Paul, you need to get here now. He's like, I need you. He goes, this doesn't work without you. Uh, you can't just have me here. You're the mouthpiece. You're the guy that makes it work. You got it. It only works when it's paired, you and I. And they struck a deal. You know, not too long after that, Paul Heyman made a return and represented Brock Lesnar. And, you know, with Lesnar's new schedule, Lesnar comes and goes kind of when he pleases or when the company, you know, absolutely needs him. But they felt that Heyman was a big enough asset to keep around, and I was glad they did. And they paired him with CM Punk, who's a great talker. But the Heyman-Punk pairing enhanced the punk character and enhance this 434 day, you know, streak as the WWE champion, the longest reigning WWE champion in the past 25 years. So Heyman helped in those areas. I don't think he really helped with Ryback. And I know that they tried with him and Curtis Axel, you know, Kurt Henning's uh, son, Joe Henning, but uh, it just didn't seem really seem to, uh, to resonate with this wrestling viewer. But, But overall, I mean, Paul Heyman, he's, he reminds me of an old-school wrestling manager. You know, he, he's slimy. He's a weasel. Everybody hates him. They want to see the good guy get their hands on him. And that's what Heyman did. And, you know, he's very much deserving of this award. And, and you know, like right now with him not being on TV, i got to be honest, I kind of miss him. Uh, like I said, he was, he was kind of must-see TV. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, again, I think at times, like, you know, like all wrestling, I mean, it, it can be up and down and uh, – you know, I think some people can be overly critical. I think we've had a lot of good come out of this year. But, uh, you know, I find I don't know about you, Dave, but I, I find as, as a fan, I, I kind of miss him. I'm looking forward to him being back. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think a break is good every once in a while. And I think it would, I think it would um, you know, mean a little bit more, you know, if, when he does come back. And eventually he's going to come back with Brock Lesnar. WrestleMania season is upon us. Uh, we're, we're, we're approaching it. So I've heard rumors that, you know, the, the, around the Royal Rumble time, we might see a Brock Lesnar appearance. Paul Heyman's not going to be too far behind. Although, if he didn't take a break, I would have liked to have seen him maybe him paired up with somebody else. Another talent who is, you know, just getting to that point where they're, where they're ready to move further up the ladder. And they could use Paul Heyman to enhance its character. Uh, I mean, I know they tried with Curtis Axel, like they said, but maybe they could have done something with him and Wade Barrett or uh, maybe him managing, you know, a tag team or whatever. But Paul Heyman coming back soon, it's going to be a good thing. It's going to, you know, enhance storylines and his, uh, the role that Brock Lesnar will have going forward. But, yeah, I, I, do, I do miss him. And, uh, you know, I think, um, like I said, it's going to be a good thing when he does come back. And for reaction to the the manager of the year balloting, we're going to bring Mike on the line. Mike, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing tonight? What do you got for us? Oh, poor Dave. What are you going to do? Start crying now? You you said you missed Paul Heyman. <laughs> Actually, I said I missed him. Oh. Hey, Mike. I said you got robbed. Just so you know. How's it going, Mike? 
Good. Yeah, Michelle, suck it up because she's afraid that you're going to, like, kill her. <laughs> well, when the final rant comes, maybe I'll be saved. No, I yeah. think you guys are all saved tonight. I don't, I don't think there's any problem. To, to answer your question, uh, I mean, to say to say you you're definitely a great person. And I definitely want the show. I don't want to get out tonight for you guys. The first award goes to the Ass Kisser of the Year. That would be you, Dave. The Ass Kisser of the Year awards um, a bunch of a bunch of nobodies like Steve Off and his uh, and his fake friends, um, the bodyguard Barbarian and, and that other idiot that he hangs around with. That's number one. So you get that award. Can you get the Fallen Down Award, Ken? Because the it knocked you down. What was that? Yeah, he fell down and he broke something. So you get that. You get that. Um, and you know what's funny, Ken? I meant to tell you something. This guy, Andrew Anderson, has the nerve to hurt you, and then you have him on the show. So let's, let's give it up for Ken. You are the best. I, I try. <laughs> funny. Funny. Okay, and then the next award goes to Diva. You are, without a doubt, the best Diva we've ever had on this show. I mean, it was a tough. Yeah, it was a it was a tough contest because the diva of the yes, because the diva of the the show was tough because you had Steve Wolf, Mrs. Diva, and Bob Arian, Mrs. Diva, and then the original diva, Michelle DG. So I voted for you. Well, thank you, Mike. And you know That's what sorry, it is, Bob me, Dave, is because I contribute every week on the show, Dave. So I deserve a piece of the pie. It is true. You have me every week. Yeah, but no, no, you have your, you have your help every week. We have the choice of picking up the phone and answering your call. But thank you, thank you for contributing, and thank you for being a part of this show. And we look forward to many more delusional phone calls from you going into 2014. Thank you, and I and I and I try my best to give you guys the best that I could bring. Because don't forget, Dave, it's it's not about me; it's about me. So, <laughs> was that a precursor to something? I don't know. And uh, and like Goldust always says, you'll never forget the name of Goldust. I, I I can't forget the name of Goldust. But we are rolling into two thousand. We're rolling out of two thousand thirteen. To me, one of the best things about two thousand thirteen was that Daniel Bryan did the unthinkable, and um, he held the uh, the WWE title which a lot of people would probably say, hey, you know what, this kid never had a shot coming into WWE, nobody liked him. But you know what, hats off to him. I think that was one of the biggest things to happen in 2013. One of the most stupidest things to happen in 2013 was Kane coming in the suit. You didn't like that? No, I thought it was stupid. Didn't like it at all. Didn't like it at all. Um, and Kane is wrestling on these... House shows. He's going to be wrestling the big show. Well, when you well, when you go to the house show in New Jersey, just tell him you think it's stupid. He might change it. I mean, you're Mike Ferrara after all. <laughs> oh, thank you, Dave. I agree, but I don't think Glenn Jacobs uh, listens to me. I don't. I don't think he's going to to, to listen. Hey, uh, 2014 is coming up. We're going to have some new DVDs coming out. The Ultimate Warriors. They're going to put out a DVD for him. Um, that's the WCW pay-per-view collections coming out. So for all you wrestling fans out there, don't forget you heard it first from 
me, Mike Ferrara, on the Ken Reedy Show. Back to you, Ken. Mike, thanks a lot for the call. Always a pleasure. Have a, a great Christmas. Happy New and Year. And you too. Have a nice Christmas and, and open up your presents and, you know, and, oh, and there's another thing. Justin, I know Justin's listening. You think you know me. You know me, Justin, because I got the two DVDs of Edge this week, and you know what I was thinking about? Justin. So, Justin, there's your shout-out, buddy. And Dink, Dink is his name, or Dank? Dink or Dank or Pink or Wink or whatever. Shout-out <laughs> to Dink. And Tony and my tag team partner from the a- AOD, we love Attitude of Destruction, my, my buddy, Mikey. I love you, pal. And have a nice Christmas, and I'll speak to you guys soon. Thanks a lot, Mike. Take care of yourself. Right, thank you. Bye-bye. And the stream of consciousness that is Mike Ferrara. Or lack thereof. <laughs> Good times. Craziness going on here as we're talking about our year-end award show. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. And, Dave, you know what? Like, you know, doing this show, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. And, and we've used this word a lot, but in all honesty, it is, it is kind of humbling uh, when we get support out there and uh, people support the show, call in. We have great callers, uh, some some wacky callers, uh, people out there supporting the show. It's it's kind of a grassroots movement, and uh, we have some great fans. But we're looking to recognize one in particular. Yes, uh, one in, one fan in particular who is a faithful listener to the show. I've heard that this this fan in particular listens to the show multiple times a week because if this person forgets certain things that took place on the show, they go back and they listen to the show again. This fan goes to all kinds of independent wrestling events with her father, and she is a huge fan of the show. She she supports us hardcore. She wears the t-shirt everywhere. You know what, Dave? Hold on. I don't want to cut you off there, but. We're going, we're going to switch gears a bit. You know, we're, we're live, so we're going to hold you in suspense right now for our fan of the year. So all you fans out there that are listening, start, start wondering, thinking who's going to win this. But we're going to, we're going to hold you in suspense because we got a, one award we've got to give out right now. And as we talked earlier, the independence uh, wrestling scene is definitely the backbone of, of professional wrestling. As you pointed out, Dave, uh, it, it's almost replaced the the uh, territories. Uh, it's the modern day version of the territory system, and so we wanted to give out an award for independent promotion of the year. The nominees for this award were HOH House of Hardcore, the BWO, and CTWE. The three independent promotions that were up for independent promotion of the year. And the winner is House of Hardcore. Tremendous congratulations, everyone involved in the House of Hardcore. And we are honored and privileged right now. The guy who brings us House of Hardcore, truly a, a wrestling legend, we have Tommy Dreamer on the line right now. Tommy, congratulations, House of Hardcore Independent Promotion of the Year. Well, thank you very much. It is uh, quite an honor. I was listening. I was kind of holding my breath. I thought I was going to win Fan of the Year as well. I attend probably more independent events than anybody. But, uh, no, man, that's really, really cool. I appreciate it. You know, it's, it's, again, it's I'm very, very happy. And uh, even though the Giants just threw another interception and they could have tied this game 
Uh, I haven't even watched but, the game. They're doing that bad? Oh, it's 2020, and Giants have the ball. They're driving, and Eli just throws a pick <sighs> with a minute to go. Oh, Detroit's ball. But There's it's okay because I won in promotion of the year. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's again, I hope to do more events uh, next year. I'm already lining up a few. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a slow a slow build. And, you know, I've been happy that they've all been so successful. And it is. It's all because of the fans. And, you know, I am a fan. And that's kind of what I, you know, set out to do is give the fans something back. And uh, you guys are right about, you know, independent wrestling. There's, you know, I make a living uh, on the weekends doing it, and there's a lot of very, very talented men and women who go out there and they'll work their regular jobs during the week, and then on the weekends they go and drive a lot of hours or bust their butts to uh, perform in front of the fans. And, you know, the, the next superstars in the WWE are, are going to come from the independents because that's, you know, where we all grow. And uh, I was fortunate enough, again, for myself and that there are so many good, talented kids out there and, you know, and makes me happy when I travel the world and I see these guys doing what I started out doing. And, you know, it's, uh, and thanks for giving us a few minutes, Tommy. Uh, you know, it's interesting cause you know, it's house of hardcore and, you know, a lot of wrestling fans, when they hear the term hardcore, they think in terms of, you know, barbed wire, tables, chairs, buckets of blood. Um, you, you have a little bit of a different definition as far as, uh, bringing it hardcore. Give us uh, your thoughts on the, on the term hardcore and your whole philosophy of House of Hardcore. Uh, correct. I mean, hardcore to me has just always kind of been like a misconception. Uh, it's, it's giving everything that you have for the match as well as, you know, entertainment for the show, for the fans. And, you know, uh, I, you know Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko were hardcore wrestlers because they just left it all out there, you know, from... It's more of a work ethic, and I got that from the original ECW, and, you know, seeing guys go out there, Ray Mysterio, you know, he's a hardcore fly, high flyer, you know, yeah, you, we had our brawlers and all that stuff, but it was just going out there and, you know, putting it all on the line for the fans, <clears throat> and, you know, there's a lot of people out there who do that every single week, you know, it, it's funny, I have I never wanted to be one of those old-timers uh, that, you know, don't want to go out and work hard, and they're like, oh, there's only 100 or 200 people there, and I have seen, you know, a lot of guys do that. And uh, I hate that. To me, that's when I got to hang up my, you know, boots because I wrestle as hard as if I was wrestling in, you know, WrestleMania or if I'm on an indie somewhere. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I also got that work ethic from Crazy Terry Funk. And as you saw at my last House of Hardcore event, you know, he was 69 years old with a torn ab and still was out there being crazy as can be. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just that's how what hardcore is. It's, it's passion. It's work ethic. It's taking pride in what you do for a living. Tommy, uh, the, the last House of Hardcore event was at, uh, in Poughkeepsie at the Manhattan Civic Center, and it seems that with your background with ECW, the original ECW, you've run um, you know, Poughkeepsie twice and you've run Philadelphia. Is there any chance of House of Hardcore expanding possibly, you know, you mentioned the independent scene earlier, during WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans? Uh, I have been uh, already offered that. I kind of passed on it for the simple reason of, to me, uh, it's WrestleMania. It should be, you know, special for just the WWE. I understand why a lot of people go and hold shows and all that stuff, and I'm happy because I go out there and work. But, you know, if it was autographs, I, I like the fact that they offer autographs for guys who aren't, you know, employed with WWE and they have conventions like that. But once you get into wrestling and all that stuff, I think it should be just really specific for, 
the WWE, and you know, so that's why I kind of passed on. I don't want to. It's a lot of competition in the marketplace, but it's also, man, it's to me, it's like running against the Super Bowl. It's uh, I understand again why guys do it, and you know, it's been successful for them. <clears throat> I'd rather just, you know, I don't want to have the fans choose. Tommy, um, hi, it's Michelle. Um, hi, Michelle. I have been to your the three uh, HOH events, and at the last one, I had the pleasure of watching with your mother. And she was a very sweet woman. She told me about her singing and some family stories. It was really cool uh, hanging out with her. She took pictures with fans. But she was extremely concerned for your well-being. She enjoyed the whole show. But anytime you were hit or you were down, she, she was cringing. And, and it was really cute to watch. How did she get through the past uh, 20 years of your career, your hardcore career? She never watched anything in the original ECW. Um, I guess I was... You know, it was kind of, I think, in her eyes, the, it was, mm, my son is going through a stage, and uh, <laughs> she didn't watch anything. But uh, once I got to WWE, she became a big fan. Once I got an action figure, and, you know, uh, that was it. And she became even a bigger fan, but still, she's still my mom. And uh, she always will say, even when I come home this week, and how did it go? Did you win? And I'll be like, yes, mom, I won. Or no, mom, I lost. And then she's, but whatever we watched, she was like, why would you let people step on your head? Why would you let people do this? Why would you hit them back? Why don't you do this? She's still a mother. My friends call her Jackie Storm, so it's uh, pretty funny. Oh, that's great. I hope she's at the next one. I hope to see her again. Yeah, she she likes to come out, and she gets a kick out of it, too, where people ask for her autograph. And again, it's it's a family affair, and she's been, you know, you're, I, I was fortunate enough to have great parents that, you know, helped uh, me with, you know, my career, and, you know, I pretty much lived at home till I was almost 30, and I was able to purchase them a house, so it, it paid off, but, you know, she's she'll always be my number one supporter. And before I let you go, one last question. Are you really shocked the wrestling world at the last HOH, last HOH show with uh, Bully Ray showing up out of nowhere, and it really, you know, it was, it was exciting to be a part of it. Uh, it. It started a buzz as in the wrestling world that, you know, unlike really you've heard from any independent promotion to kind of get that buzz going, um, I, I'm sure there was something you were you were looking to do. Did you realize how big a buzz you got, you were going to get, and are you looking forward to perhaps uh, shocking the fans in the future going into 2014? You know, it was funny. Uh, the original ECW, we used the Internet to uh, our advantage. That was our national uh Exposure, you know, we didn't have television, but, you know, people would follow us uh, through the Internet when the main thing is keeping secrets. And I have known about that for quite some time. And um, as long as you keep something, it's very hard to keep something secret. But that was my job to do it for a lot of years in the original ECW. I'm I'm an old school wrestling fan. I love those surprises. And for... The buzz that we created, I knew it would have a lot of people talking, and you know, and went from there from people telling me, you know, we're gonna, you know, start taking over and all that stuff. And I was just like, nah, you know, it's just that was my third ever show, and uh, for the buzz that I I caught from it and working with a company that you know has national exposure, that helped me and me being popular and you know in that area, and also them able to catch the buzz off of that for their show December 30th. Um, will be good, and you know it paid off uh, very, very well. And uh, me and Bubba will tear it up at the Minutes and Civic Center on the 30th, 
And, uh, you know, I look forward to doing that and, you know, having a, a great holidays and a new year and just, uh, you know, continuing on my progress. I'd like to probably do four House of Hardcore events next year, maybe six, but I'm just eyeing up for four next year. So let's uh, well, leave it with that. And, you know, again, surprises, surprises. And I, I, I loved when, you know, you think about just being a wrestling fan and when the guys you know, you would never expect to come through that curtain or all that That surprise factor is big missing. And uh, I, I'm really happy to bring it back for, you know, a short while. And the best is a lot of people that, <clears throat> to me, it's a gift. And it's a gift to the fans that have paid a ticket to be there because they're not going to see that on DVDs. They're not going to see that, uh, what happened on the Internet. It's just, that's my footage. It's not going to be shown. And, you know, that's that's for you know, supporting my company and for being there. And it's, you get to, it, it's no matter what we have, it's social media and all that stuff, it, it's word of mouth. We'll just continue to get it growing. And that's what we did in DCW. That's how the television show South Park went on fire. And I'm hoping to catch that same fire, uh, you know, a couple of years down the road. Hey, I tell you, Tommy, I mean, House of Hardcore is one of those events that when you go, like you really do, Remind us all why we're wrestling fans. Uh, tremendous shows. Looking forward to uh, more great House of Hardcore shows and continuing to keep us as fans on our toes. Congratulations uh, on Independent Promotion of the Year. Have a great holiday season and looking forward to a great 2014. Thank you, guys. Keep up your hard work. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks Take it Tommy. easy. Bye. And there you have it. Tommy Dreamer giving us a little House of Hardcore Independent rest, uh, Wrestling Promotion of the Year. Uh, you know, it's funny because being involved in that, you know, we worked merchandise and it, it's amazing. You know, you go to a show like that. We went to the first one and a friend of the show, uh, James slash Nunzio slash Little Guido, uh, you know, he, he performed at the show and talked to him. And I was so grabbed by the first house of hardcore. It, it, it sucked me in so much that I, I went to him and I said, I'll sweep the floor. I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll run drinks to the stars. I'll do whatever. I need to be part of this show. I want to be part of the the House of Hardcore group. I want to have a hand in putting these shows on, whether it's a small part of the show or a big part of the show. Uh, I I just need to be part of it. And just just selling merchandise and being there at the. Uh, uh, you know, selling kendo sticks. It was like, good, I'm, I'm part of this. And it's just, it really does. I and mean, no exaggeration, uh, it really does remind you of, of why you're a wrestling fan. I think we got a little, you know, Tommy is very unassuming with the way he speaks and everything, but without being grandiose, I think we got a little bit of breaking news that we're going to have at least four, if not six, House of Hardcore events in 2014. So uh, bigger and better, looking forward to... Uh, some great shows, but we got sidetracked a little bit because Tommy was calling in and want to make sure we, we got to him because he's a busy man, but we were in the middle of, the, of one thing, and we, we, sure, we almost gave Tommy fan of the year, but uh, maybe next year, Tommy, you can, you can eye up that, that uh, uh, award next year. But as we're getting into fan of the year, Dave, you started talking a little bit, you know, as we, we look at all the support we've gotten. It's been great over the years, but we've had one person who uh, – we keep seeing in pictures on Facebook representing the show. Yeah, and this one individual, 
she's uh, a faithful fan of the Ken Reedy Show. She wears she wears the Ken Reedy Show T-shirt everywhere. Independent events, autograph signings, WWE events. She even met Mickey James at one point. Mickey James uh, asked about the Ken Reedy Show, and she told her about us and what we do. And uh, you know, and she even mentioned maybe you can come on the show. And I. And this award for Fan of the Year 2013 goes to Jasmine Coppola. Woo! Congratulations, Jasmine. And you know what? We have Jasmine on the line right now. Let's bring her on. Jasmine, are you there? Yeah. Hi. Congratulations. You are our Fan of the Year. And from all of us, we cannot thank you enough for continuing to wear our shirt. Uh, I love popping on Facebook and seeing you at, at these autograph signings and you represent and we really, really appreciate it. So what what do you have to say? Fan of the year for our show, 2013. Um, I'm really excited. I I didn't expect like it would be me. Like I didn't expect to get any awards like at all. How long have um, you been a wrestling fan? Um, I only started watching wrestling um, about midway last year. Yeah, not that long. But. And who's who's your favorite right now? Ryback. Really, you're a Ryback fan. Yeah. So, what would you like to see out of Ryback going into 2014? Um, I would like the WWE to give him a push, and um, yeah, yeah, I would like to see Ryback so come on to uh, maybe even more on the mid-card. Cool. I, I, I like, you know, you got the lingo. You want to see uh, Ryback get, get a push. Um, you know, it's, uh, David said, you know, you're all over the independent scene. Do, do you like going to these independent shows? Yeah, they're a lot of fun. It's it's cool, and I get to meet a lot of the wrestlers, which is a lot of fun. I got to ask you, out of all the people you've met, and I've seen the pictures all over Facebook, who is your favorite one to meet? Um, my favorite one to meet would probably be Brian Anthony. He would look really nice and cool. Very cool. Anyone else? Any other cool experiences you had meeting people? Um, I, I liked meeting Team Shazam. They they were a lot of fun to meet. Cool. So you're like, you know, it's funny because you, you know, a lot of wrestling fans, you know, they watch the TV and then maybe, you know, even like for myself, you're a fan of TV. Then like as the years go on, you start to look at the independent scene and you start to embrace it. Uh, you're really someone that's uh, you've hit the ground running. You're watching the TV. You're on the indie scene. You're doing the, you know, a short time you've been a fan and you're, you're all on top of this. And uh, again, uh, you know, Dave, I don't know if there's anything you'd like to say, but for for me, I appreciate so much when I see you in the T-shirt uh, at, at these shows. And, uh, you know, well-deserved award for you being uh, our fan of the year. Dave? Yeah, Jasmine, you know, I want, you know, like Ken said, thank you very much for all your support. And just want to let you know how much fun, you know, my, my family, Nicole and Anthony, have with hanging out with you and your dad when we watch wrestling, whether it be, you know, the pay-per-views or if we go to the shows. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. And I look forward to more to, uh, more uh, fun times watching wrestling with you guys again. And thank you for your support of the show. It's it's greatly appreciated. Well, thanks for the award. You're welcome. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ken Reedy Show Fan of the Year, Jasmine Coppola. Let's give it up. Woo! Congratulations, Jasmine. Thanks a lot for your support. 
Thanks. All right, take care. You have a great holiday season. Thank you, too. Bye. Jazz, she's such a sweetheart, you know, and I like that, like, when she's talking, you know, she's got, she wants to see Ryback get a push, she's on the independent scene, like, this is someone, you know, give her, like, give her, like, two years of being a fan, and she's going to be an absolute expert. Yeah, I mean, at 12 years old, I didn't know what a push was, I mean, you know, she goes yeah. on the independent, she, she goes to indie shows, you know, I, I didn't know what an indie show was until I was 18, when, when, when uh, you know, WWE bought the wrestling market and you know you saw the local advertisement so it's cool how you know how young she is but how much knowledge she has for it and enthusiasm she has like you said with the lingo and you know granted i'm not a big ryback fan but yeah i mean she's 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 got her guy a lot of people have different you know all different kinds of people that they like she's got one guy and it's ryback so that's pretty cool and that's just playing the guy I was going to say a uh, future uh, Divas champion or knockout champion there. Yeah, you never know. I mean, For a good five, six, seven years. Her knowledge base is there. And, it, you know, that's what, uh, you know, I love about wrestling. I mean, different characters, different people resonate with different fans. And, you know, Ryback has had an interesting year, to say the least. But Jasmine's a big fan of Ryback. And, you know, sure, she's not the only one. So, you know, as fans, you see certain guys get pushed. Some guys don't. But the fans are out there. And I like the fact that Jasmine, you know, she didn't hedge. Since, you know, Ryback's her guy. So, for for Jasmine, hopefully we see, uh, you know, bigger and better things for Ryback as we continue our awards show here. And we, of course, start running behind on the awards. So, we're going to get back to it. Uh, we want each and every month, you know, as a wrestling fan, you fork over your hard-earned money to watch, you know, some of the biggest shows of the year. Dave, why don't you take us through the next award? This award goes for pay-per-view of the year. Like Ken said, every month you fork over your hard-earned money to watch a pay-per-view. To see some scores settled, maybe even some new ones begin. But pay-per-views are always the big showdown, the end, the finale, or, like I said, the beginning. But pay-per-views is where it all takes place. Today's wrestling landscape, it seems that it's more of the television, where the pay-per-views, you know, build you towards TV, and the big events happen on TV. But big pay-per-views this year, nominees like WrestleMania 29 from our home, from our, uh, you know, uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, the tri-state area, an event that, you know, here all of us at the Ken Reedy Show attended in the 55-degree weather, I might add. It was very cold that evening. But that evening was capped off with the, the, the twice-in-a-lifetime main event with John Cena challenging The Rock for the WWE Championship. Of course, WrestleMania has the Undertaker's match with the streak. We saw, you know, the, the birth of the, the, the Fandangoing that we, just, that we mentioned earlier on the show. But WrestleMania 29, a big event. Another nominee is in this category for pay-per-view of the year goes to SummerSlam 2013. SummerSlam was headlined by John Cena defending the WWE Championship against Daniel Bryan, a match that a lot of wrestling fans were anticipating. In fact, it was probably one of those pay-per-views where you really got that feel in the main event, and the main event was really worth watching. And, of course, we saw The Beast, Brock Lesnar versus The Best, and CM Punk, and Tony mentioned that would have been his match of the year from that pay-per-view. And, Personally, my favorite, the 2013 Money in the Bank pay-per-view. We saw 
a star-studded event take place. Two Money in the Bank ladder matches. We saw Damian Sandow win the World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank ladder match, defeating guys like Dean Ambrose, Fandango, Wade Barrett, the Real American. And then we saw the Money in the Bank All-Stars match, which saw Randy Orton win that match by defeating returning guys like Rob Van Dam, Christian, Sheamus, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. That was the pay-per-view that Mark Henry challenged John Cena for the WWE Championship following his retirement promo that we voted for promo of the year. And the nominees, or I should say the winner of the pay-per-view of the year goes to Well, lay down that drum roll. Wow, that budget is really tight. <laughs> WrestleMania 29 from each Jersey. Yeah, man, I mean, you know what? It's it's tough. I mean, it, you can argue different pay-per-views, but with what it's become, especially over the course of this decade, WrestleMania is huge, and, and it's it's going to be tough to compete uh, for pay-per-view of the year. Lots of great pay-per-views, lots of great matches, but WrestleMania 29 came out on top. And, you know, Dave, it's funny. As we talk about WrestleMania, you know, it's not just the event, but it's, it's everything surrounding the event. It's the weekend. It's a happening. It's a... Uh, it's the mecca of, uh, for wrestling fans once a year, and uh, it's tough to compete with that when you're going for pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like Tommy Dreamer mentioned, you know, it's, it's like competing against the Super Bowl. And you have so many different events, you know, Ring of Honor run shows there. You have WrestleCon. You have all different kinds of independent wrestling promotions, autograph signings taking place because, you know, these, these promotions, the upstart, you know, companies know that WWE is running the biggest show in town that weekend, and there are going to be 80,000, 90,000 people in town for it. So every wrestling, well, I should say every wrestling fan, but a lot of wrestling fans might gravitate towards something else during that weekend if they got a spare moment. Of course, you got WWE Fan Access. you got the Hall of Fame. The night after WrestleMania, the Monday Night Raw that we talked about, where always something big happens the night after WrestleMania. So... It's it's like it's tough to compete with WrestleMania, but it's not just a pay per view anymore. It's a big happen, you know. And you know, you you can speak for you know for myself as well. But you, WrestleMania, if it if if it sucks, at least you got the whole weekend, like with the Hall of Fame and the other things going on that 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 could really make your weekend. And sometimes, you know, when you get to that last, you know, that Monday Night Raw. And it's like, oh, the weekend's over. Like, you know, WrestleMania wasn't really the, 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 the first thought in your mind. It was, you know, the Monday night raw the night after. It was like all that stuff that happened. So there's so much going on that, like you said, WrestleMania, the pay-per-view itself, isn't just the only thing that you really look forward to. You have everything else going on, and then you just look back on the weekend, and it's like, oh, wow, the weekend. It just goes right. It flies right by. If WrestleMania was a month, that'd be perfect. <laughs> You're right. It, it, it's pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm piggybacking that a little bit. You know, we do this on our Sunday shows uh, the latter half of the year. But, you know, we got to do an overall 2013. You know what it is. The Ken Reedy Show. No. Overproofed. And you know this is a portion of our show. We pick something over the course of the week or the month that 
we liked, we nodded to ourselves and said, yeah, that worked. And it could be a match, it could be an event, it could be a moment, it could be a promo. And, and different things have gotten nods throughout the course of the year. But if we're doing our end-of-the-year awards show, we've got to give something a nod of approval for 2013. Something that we look back on the air and said, man, that just worked. And it's a lot of fun, Dave, doing the nod. I, I, now once a month when we do the nod, and just it's a whole bunch of different things that can be eligible. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, when I, when I think of a nod, like you said, it's one of those things where you shake your head like, yeah, that worked, but it's really going to jump out at me. Something that, you know, that, that, that gets me, you know, that gravitates me towards it, whether it be on TV or something I read on the Internet or whatever the case is. But this year, overall, 2013, the one thing that really that we were also a part of, too, that I think was a big deal, um, you know, was, that, that took place in the parking lot, of MetLife Stadium the morning of WrestleMania. Yeah, and that's good. I just have to say, being in studio has been a lot of fun, but just to see it all happening right now as you're doing the nod of approval, approval, we have a Dwight Schrute bobblehead doll, and he's nodding. And it's just (laughs) making me laugh over here. He's nodding along. Is is he really nodding? Great. Classic. So, yeah, visual gag. Um, so, yeah, you know, and again, getting back to like we were talking about with WrestleMania, you know, sometimes it's just the moment throughout that weekend. And when I look back on the year, uh, this moment really got my, my nod of approval. And uh, it was something where, you know, it just it was kind of one of those moments where it's just it was great to be a wrestling fan. It was great to be with other people that just kind of shared your love uh, for, for wrestling. Banners were flying. Food was being cooked. Drinks were being drank. And uh, wrestling themes were being played. It was the place to be if you were going to WrestleMania and you were going to hang out outside before the big event. As cold as it was, we all had a tremendous time. So the 2013 nod of approval goes to the Ken Reedy Show tailgate party with King Firehawk and Saw, everyone involved. The pre-show WrestleMania tailgate party out in the parking lot. And to accept this award, we have King Firehawk himself is on the line. Pat, how you doing this evening? Hey, that was some build-up, man. I really, <laughs> I loved it, man. The non-approval award shared by Amos Brothers. I'm doing good, man. I'm loving the show. And that has to be my favorite moment, probably of any wrestling event, I've ever gone through my life. Well, high praise there, Pat. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. You know, we, we had a blast. It was one of those things that I think for all of us, we, we, we didn't know if it would all come together. There was a lot of uh, emailing and calling and texting mm. and who's getting what and where are we going to meet. But when it came together, it was, it was a lot of fun. Speaking of that, oh, yeah. one of my favorite moments was uh, when you almost blew up your grill. <laughs> Or did you technically blow it up? Yeah, I guess technically, uh, uh, I think our good buddy Rick from Boston put the um, the lid down, but it was one of those grills you can't do that or cook the lid. So that kind of got melted. But we, we got over on target the next day. <laughs> but I got to awesome. tell you, man, 
we had, we had a so blast that day. Either it was it was a lot of fun, or we all we were all high on the paint chi- paint chips that were melting into the food. But maybe, maybe. Luckily, that was near the end of what we were cooking. <laughs> but I I gotta tell you guys, man, it was a blast. And um, you know, everyone listening, with me, there's no other way to do WrestleMania. If you're going to go to WrestleMania, take in all the events of the weekend, as you guys said, take in WrestleMania. But if you could get a tailgate going, you know, I'm bummed that they're not coming to Philly, as I thought if they were. Definitely would have been doing that again. Now, you know, New Orleans and Texas and uh, Cali, all our brothers will have some saw and the Ken Reedy family and all that will have to carry that one on. Texas, maybe. Maybe we'll see what happens to that. But it was just so much fun, man. I've been to World Series and great football games, tailgating. But just listening to promos, talking wrestling, having a good time. Everybody, everybody was cool. Everyone got along. It was just fun. We saw all the, the guys in the, you know, walking through the parking lot dressed up like wrestlers. It made, I'm going to tell you right now, it made WrestleMania 20 times better for me than if I just ordered it at home. And I thank all you guys for that. I think it was, it was a lot of fun, man. And thank you. You, you did a lot with taking the lead with organizing it. And, I, and honestly, like you're saying, I mean, Whereas within the sound of our voice, you know, I would love to see this start to become a uh, tradition and get bigger and better. And, and let's just remember, you know, we have this little show we're doing here, but Busted Open came to our yes. tailgate party. So let's just remember that. Before we go, you know, Pat, you have a, your own show, the King Firehawk Show, and you're doing, like, a really cool thing right now with Ric Flair. So before we let you go, tell us a little bit about your project with uh, – Rick, well, about Ric Flair. Sure, I'll tell you, I appreciate that. And first off, I got to tell all you guys listening that Ken really went out for me. We had what I thought we were going to do like a half hour. We did almost an hour and a half of a great talking. And, of course, let me throw TalkShoe.com under the bus for losing the audio of that. But uh, <laughs> the people listening live enjoyed it at least. So uh, I did appreciate that, Ken. I thought we had a uh, really good talk. But what I'm doing and, Dave, I invite you any time to join in with me on this when you have some free time. With Save American Wrestling, I pretty much asked what the top 20 wrestlers of all time are. And the general consensus, I decided to take each guy, like Ric Flair is the first one, put him up for a vote called the Best of the Best Series, in which what is this guy's greatest match? And what are the results from the voting, And with, among other people? So with Ric Flair... Uh, it came back, and I'll reveal it here for you guys on your show, Little Insider. It was the Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair best out of two, three falls, 1989 Clash of Champs match. And it wasn't what I would have voted for, nor did, or a few others, but I uh, now put the challenge to a bunch of different wrestling fans like Ken and a few other guys to rewatch the match and just kind of let me interview them document style because I'm going to do what I call a a doc pod, uh, podcast, a documentary podcast, and it's about two hours long right now, where I just took, uh, or I wanted to take Ken and some other people, wrestling fans that actually attended our uh, tailgate party, and some other guys from Save American Wrestling, their thoughts on different aspects of the match, as well as I have clips from Tommy Young, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat himself, and a few other surprises. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there and try my best to do it, kind of like the way behind the music would play where you your voice is coming in and out. And the entire match called in its entirety. So we're almost done working on that one, and we're going to shoot through 20 other guys. And 
my editing skills, I'm sure, will improve as we go. But uh, I can't take Ken enough. Ken, thank you, man, for taking time out. If uh, if the damn place didn't lose audio, we had some good stuff. Uh, but it should be done before the New Year's. So I'll let you guys know. And then, uh, Dave, I'd love you to contribute as in this project as we go down the road. And, uh, you know, just give me your thoughts. It's uh, it's a fun. It's I'm doing it for fun. It keeps me in love with wrestling still. You know, Pat, that's awesome. I thank you for inviting me. I'd love to. You know, shoot me a link on Facebook, and you know, you uh, we we will uh, we will definitely hook up. Whether it's not the Flair Project, if it's somebody else, it's just, I would love to. You know, work with you. You got a great mind for the wrestling business. You're fun to talk with about wrestling, and I think it'd just be like you said, just something cool, just to keep you in love with wrestling. And I think that's awesome that you've invited me on to to, to work on something like that. And I'm I'm definitely going to take you up on that offer. And any of your listeners, they, you know, they can find me at King Firehawk on Facebook. I would love to hear the, any of your listeners interested in it. Getting feedback from the fans is what the project's all about. And uh, for a few other guys down the road, we've actually been able to contact with some guys that we're working on having them actually talk with us as well. But uh, it's fun, so we'll see uh, what happens. And I want to declare right now on your show, as soon as you guys can pick a Northeast show this year anywhere with you know anywhere in the northeast somewhere a pay-per-view or big show anything pick the date i'm in for the tailgate part two so you can count me in for that sounds good there you go you Pat, to do this again thanks for, for coming sure. on accepting the award the nod of approval for the year the wrestlemania tailgate take it easy looking forward to uh success in your projects and we'll talk real soon all right, say hi to Michelle. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And uh, keep listening to Ken Reedy's show, one of my favorites. And real quick, Dave, I love yeah. when you guys interviewed Bill After early in the year. I told Ken about that. It meant a lot to me. One of my favorite people of all time, and those mags helped me uh, fall in love with wrestling. So thank you guys very much, man. Take it easy. Thank Have you, a great Pat. holiday season. Take care, Pat. Yeah, Pat, King Firehawk accepting the nod of approval as we move forward and we're running a little bit short on time. So we got, you know, some of the most prestigious awards coming up right now. And this next award, um, Match of the Year. Uh, interesting, you know, and with this match, you know, we went out and we got, like, the fans come up with nominations. We came up with the top three or four in a given category. And then, um, you know, we picked the, the top vote getters. And then we had a, a runoff vote where we came up with an actual ballot. This was interesting in pointing out to... Uh, what Michelle had said earlier, a resurgence in in-ring quality. It was really a difficult category to, to pin down. There are a ton of matches that only got one vote, but that's cool. Like Everyone had their favorite match of the year, but it was really difficult to come up with a definitive ballot. So we took some matches that got a, some multi-votes, went to the crack committee of the Ken Reedy show, some more debating went on. And as we were debating, other matches came up in the debate process. So as we look at 2013 and hope we're going forward to increased quality within the squared circle. But at this point in time, we're going to go with the Ken Reedy Show 2013 year-end award match of the year. And the nominees are John Cena and CM Punk for Monday Night Raw back in February. Gail Kim and Taryn Terrell, last knockout standing, bound for glory. Necro Butcher versus New Jack from PWS, uh, WrestleMania weekend. The Indies representing there. Triple H versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 29. 
And the winner for match of the year is... Last knockout standing, Gail Kim, Karen Terrell. Tremendous. You know, I thought it was a great match. Was not a match, you know, and my fault. Maybe it's just, you know, mentally the women just didn't pop into my head right away uh, when this match got nominated by a couple fans. I had forgotten it was a great match. It was an eye-opening match. Uh, I I thought it was a tremendous matchup, something, again, improving the quality of female wrestlers and the impression of female wrestlers. And not only am I surprised when we put this out that this won in this category, honestly, in counting the votes, this was a landslide. So congratulations. The women in 2013 as the running theme resurgence uh, come up big and beat the men. In match of the year, again, Gail Kim versus Taryn Terrell, last knockout standing, Bound for Glory series. Congratulations to them. And although we're unable to contact TNA, we were going back and forth trying to get TNA because they have to give permission uh, for interviews. We did get an email from Gail Kim herself, and she wrote to us and said, That's so kind of your fans. I am flattered. Thank you so much. Thank you to Gail Kim for sending us that email, and thank you for giving us a tremendous match. It was a great match, surprising result, but you know what, Dave? Not undeserved. You know, it's, it, it was surprising in the sense that, you know, not, not everyone spec, expects a match of the year candidate out of the women. And I think that's a, a big reason why this match won the voting, because they were, they were they surprised everybody. They shocked everybody. I mean, you don't see the girls. You, you don't see the girls in too many gimmick matches where they're really putting their bodies on the line. You know, in, in, a, in a gimmick match like a, a, a last knockout standing, where you're where you're on the floor, you're in the you're in the crowd, you're on the stage, you're all over the place, slamming your body around. And the other thing about this match too is, and I'll just say this briefly, is that Taryn Terrell didn't really have a whole lot of wrestling experience. She was just a referee in storylines on TV, and then she had a match with Gail Kim, and that's a huge testament to what she brought to that match, as well as the, you know Gail Kim and all her experience that she's had over the years in WWE and TNA all over the world. So. And no knock on John Cena and CM Punk. That was a great television match, 40 minutes on Monday Night Raw. The Triple H Brock Lesnar match. That was a fun match. And of course, New Jack and uh, Necro Butcher from uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate WrestleMania weekend, which was New Jack's final match, by the way. All great matches. But I think the surprise factor, and that nobody saw how good this match, you know, expected this match to be as good as it was, was that's the reason why this match won Match of the Year. Tremendous match. And we got one award left, and we are running short on time. Thank you all who have contributed. But before we get to that final award, uh, as we got just about uh, seven minutes left in the broadcast, we're going a, a little bit quickly, but when we go into 2014, I mean, this is an end-of-the-year show. We want to look forward to the future. And I just thought it would be fun if we all gave, um, you know, some bold predictions for uh, the upcoming years. So quickly, Dave, everyone, each one of us came up with three things we think we're going to see in 2014. What are your three bold predictions for 2014? One, I think we're going to see TNA Wrestling really phase out some of the older talent and really showcase some of the newer talent. Case in point, Ethan Carter III has been getting a lot of play on TV. He's involved in a feud with Sting. Gunner, 
who's tag team partners with James Storm. He's got a world title shot. Um, you know, we've seen Bobby Roode defeat Kurt Angle every single time since Kurt Angle's returned in October. Um, where I think we're going to see TNA really phase out some of the older guys and and make way for some new talent. Magnus is the is the new TNA World Heavyweight Champion. So I see that. I also see Roman Reigns becoming a huge star and get a huge push in 2014 once once they break up the shield. To me, he's the next version of what Batista is. And third and, and finally, I, I'm a bold prediction, Hulk Hogan returning at WrestleMania and being involved in the show somehow. I don't know if this is going to lead to him being on WWE TV more regularly or if this is just going to be a one-time thing, but you can't have WrestleMania 30 without Hulkamania. That's bold. Diva, give us your bold predictions. My bold predictions. Well, to piggyback a little bit on what Dave was saying, um, I can see Batista coming back, and I can see Batista and Roman Reigns having an awesome rivalry. I just think it'll be, you know, aggression versus aggression. It'll just be awesome. Um, it's sort of been a diva-heavy show, so to speak. I think uh, Tamina will turn on AJ and win the Divas Championship. And uh, last but not least, the Young Bucks are going to make their return to TV, whether it's WWE or TNA, I think they're coming back. And they should be as we talk about resurgence, you know, tag team of the year. Get those guys on TV. That's bold. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> Hot sauce? Are you marketing the Ken Reedy Show hot sauce? That's what we need. Yeah, we need the Ken Reedy Show hot sauce. We're going to branch out. That's my bold prediction. You kind of sound like R-Truth when you say it. That's bold. Anyway, my bold prediction for 2014. And it's funny because we came up with these independently, but kind of, you know, a little bit like you said, Dave, like trimming the fat, uh, moving forward for TNA. I just said my prediction is that TNA is going to right the ship. At times, difficult year in 2013. I think they're going to right the ship. We're going to see... TNA have a good year, 2014. Daniel Bryan is finally going to get his definitive run. I don't know if it's going to be a year long or whatever it's going to be, but he's finally going to get a legit run with the championship belt in the WWE. And my third and final bold prediction, with the influx of new talent that we've seen over the course of the year in 2013, and as you look at the way it's going to shape up, I believe, now maybe not the best of all time, but 2014, the Royal Rumble, is going to be talked about in historical context. That Royal Rumble match is going to be argued and debated. If not the top, it's going to be one of the best Royal Rumbles in the history of the Royal Rumble. That, specifically the Royal Rumble match. So I believe we're going to be talking about that match for a long time to come. And there are nine bold predictions going into 2014. 14, and as we move forward, with a little over three minutes left, probably the most prestigious award. Maybe there's not a lot of drama surrounding this award. A lot of guys, and you know what? We are speaking for everybody on the show. We have a lot of respect for everybody who gets out there each and every night and busts their ass inside the wrestling ring. Thank you for entertaining us night in and night out. Our final award, Wrestler, Wrestler of the Year. And the nominees are CM Punk, Randy Orton, Bully Ray, and Daniel Bryan. All very deserved of this award, but there can only be one. And the winner for Wrestler of the Year... 
Yes. 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 Is there any debate? Is there any, you know? No. 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 He had such a tremendous uh, year. You know, how do you debate him? I mean, people had a great year other than him, but, uh, I mean, what an amazing year for Daniel Bryan. Wrestler of the year. Diva? I, I've become a, a diehard Daniel Bryan fan this year. I was never a huge fan, and it's maybe I, I just there's just something about him that, you know, maybe the goat face, I don't know, but I just could never get into him. And, you know, the, the team hell no, they were amazing, and it, and it, it, it really turned me into a Daniel Bryan fan, and I just love it. And, and he was a cash cow in the fantasy. I mean, we were doing the fantasy <laughs> wrestling, and he was awesome. I know Ray Ray out there, he'll, he'll agree. I mean, it was awesome. So congrats, Daniel Bryan. Dave, your thoughts? Dude was money all year round. I, I mean, the, the self T-shirts with the Yes Chan. They, now they got fake beards for him. He's exciting to watch. The people are behind him like crazy. They go ape shit for him, and they love him. And I love watching him. He, he, he enhances the, the the in-ring product with just about anybody he's in the ring with. I, I look forward to seeing him more and more in the top storylines going forward. He's he's awesome, and he definitely deserves to be wrestler of the year. He's the first guy in a long time that's really catching the overall wrestling fans' attention, and he's, uh, he's, he's, he's hot right now. He's, just, he's, he's on fire. Yeah, an amazing year for Daniel Bryan. Congratulations. A guy with a unique look that maybe you wouldn't think he could be this popular, but like we've said before on this show, he's a guy who you know, goes across all demographics. He gets the internet fan. He gets the kids. He gets the adults. Any, any demographic you want to split up wrestling fans into, he's, uh, you know, he's got them hooked, and uh, there you have it. The 2013 awards is about that time. We only got, geez, we got about 20 seconds left. So I'm just going to close it up. Thank you all for supporting us throughout this year. Have a happy new year, a Merry Christmas. We're going to go on Hades. We'll be back in February, and we're going to bring it bigger and better in 2014. Thank you all so much for your support. Looking forward to the new year. For Dave and Diva, I'm Ken. Have a great holiday. Good night, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.